it's time to sleep you know it's like like playing the music or singing the song or something and the kid kind of knows like oh this is the time when i have to go to sleep yeah exactly kids need a routine and so do we we're just bigger versions versions of them why not train ourselves to establish that sleep ritual we do it for our kids we do it for our pets why can't we do that for ourselves we we are completely capable of that we just need to kind of you know put the nail to the hammer i love that that equation you've made of we're just bigger version of kids yeah that's so true (laughs) (laughs) hello and welcome to a new episode of don't tell my grandma in this episode we talk about sleep and how to create healthy sleep habits It's very important to have very good sleep habits in the times of Corona. And we hope that this episode is helpful for you. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to Universally's own podcast, Don't Tell My Grandma. And you know what? I, I kind of realized right now that our podcast kind of sounds like a really bad TV show. <laughs> if, uh, if it was a competition to like, who wants to be a, bil- a millionaire or something. Something you How don't want to so? tell your grandma. Oh, yeah. The title, you mean? <laughs> the title, mm. yes. Yeah, uh, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, we just wanted to keep it intriguing. Yeah. I, I really love the name that we chose. It's uh, It's funny. It's funny. Like us, we're funny. Nothing, nothing says funny like someone who says he's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to discuss something that is actually very, very personal to me, uh, which is sleep. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of a lot of our listeners are probably struggling with sleep right now. It's a very difficult time the coronavirus has been devastating not only for the economy but also for uh the sleep quality of a lot of people from what we have heard and uh, we want to share uh some tips and uh ideas on how to improve the sleep quality of all the people that are struggling with it right now so what do you feel it's uh your average sleep quality? Oh, I just, well, I wanted to ask you the same thing. I just wanted to start this podcast by asking, how have you been sleeping? Just to kind of oh, yeah. bring people into it. Right. And uh, obviously we know what's going on in the world, but um, yeah, it's affecting the way that we're sleeping and it's definitely affected the way I've been sleeping. Yeah. I think as long as you're human, this is going to relate, be relatable to you. Um, I feel like I've had some really weird dreams during this time. And uh, it's hard to, it's hard to break free from the bad patterns that the situation has brought us to. Yes. You really have to create habits that will um break the patterns of bad dreams of poor quality sleep tossing and turning um i think i've had it's been up and down for me like i've had hard times 
um, falling asleep and then staying asleep. Yeah. And then I've had times where it seems, you know, it's been normal. Yeah. It's been a mix. There's lots of factors that you have to consider too. Yeah. How about you? How have you been sleeping? Well, I've been I've been having a similar experience where I have days where I fall asleep right away and days where I really struggle and I feel like I'm just moving on the bed for hours and hours mm-hmm. and then just have like maybe an hour, an hour and a half of sleep at the end of the night, uh, which really, really sucks. It's just one of the worst feelings in the world. But... Um, after all the research that we have done, and by the way, a lot of the things that we're going to discuss today are already uh, summarized in our post in the website. Please check it out. I have felt a lot more control over the quality of my sleep recently due to the steps that we have done, we have taken to improve our sleep quality. And of course, there's a lot of other factors that are difficult to control. Definitely the stress that we have felt uh, trying to deal with this situation and also uh, some other things here and there, you know, uh, everybody has their own special experience. But it has been a process of learning how to tune your sleep slowly. To so what do you think you should start with? Right. So for most people, in terms of adjusting to these times and finding a better schedule for yourself, that will in turn lead to a better sleep cycle. Yes. And a better next morning. Yeah. So, uh, firstly, uh, it's very important to understand that there are. A lot of a lot of factors that can inf- influence your sleep, and I think one of the most important ones is your exposure to screen time. And this is not news mm. for anyone. Like this is something that it's being uh, studied, and it's pretty much in the already set in common sense that you should try to reduce your screen time before going to bed. Now, there's, there's a, a variation of how people see what the right amount of screen time is. Uh, some people would say like 30 minutes before going to, going to sleep. Mm-hmm. Some people would say like, oh, just the, the functionality of my phone that uh, changes the, the color temperature of my screen is enough. And other people would say like, oh, I have to stop being in front of a screen for three hours before going to sleep. According to, to most studies... The recommended time before the, the recommended time of exposure that you have to have before going to sleep, or rather, the window you should have before going to sleep and and having a screen in front of your any face, exposure to right? Screen right. Uh, should be at least uh, an hour to ninety minutes, hmm. and of course, uh, there is a lot of studies saying that. The blue light from the screens is what usually affects the production of melatonin, which is the, the, the hormone that regulates the system that kind of sets the process of, of going to sleep in mm-hmm. your brain 
and your whole bo- your whole body, right? Mm-hmm. But um, there's a lot of other studies that have come out recently saying that uh, it's not exactly set in stone. There's also a lot of other uh, factors in the lights of the screens. So in general, I would say no screen at all would be ideal. Within that hour to yeah, within hour and a half period, that, right? Yeah, within that period. How's that changed for you? Have you been regulating that time lately? Well, to be honest, it's been really, really challenging because, yeah, we've been working really hard on many other things, like working on our website, creating our posts, trying to uh, get this community to take off and creating the content that we want to build. It's very easy to just feel compelled to just work and not stop. But I would say that compared to one year ago, yes, I have reduced my screen time and that has that has helped significantly my my sleep quality. Mm-hmm. How about you? How do you feel about your screen time relationship? Uh, I feel like it's really improved in the past year, I guess. But like in terms of since we're talking about Corona. Yes. Um, before Corona, I felt like I was already trying to establish the routine of not, um, being on my phone or in front of a screen before bed. But I don't think I, I think that was more like maybe half an hour before bedtime. It wasn't nearly the recommended window. Yeah. Um, now I feel more inclined to reduce that screen time yes a lot uh longer before bedtime yeah but it's tough it's like i have to make sure that all of my alarms are set or all of my my to-do list is completed yeah really early in the night and usually i think of things before bed where i'm like oh shoot i need to jot that down and i i usually put in my phone but i think i need to get in the to the habit of writing it on paper and then transferring it to my phone but you know having a phone is just so so darn convenient now that that's usually the go-to place but yeah i think that's gradually improved but i don't think corona being in this situation that we're in I don't think that was really the push. I think that it happened in my mind before um, the outbreak happened. Yeah. I I mean, like, the current situation also with the urgency that we feel to be informed all the time has made us kind of more eager to constantly check our phones, mm-hmm. especially because we live in a foreign country and we don't know when some sort of uh, new regulation or policy will affect us directly. Mm-hmm. And also how our family members are doing in our um, countries. Uh, but it's very likely that a lot of people are going through the same situation where their screen time has increased due to this situation and uh, we need to be more mindful of what kind of relationship we have with our devices in general, not just for sleep, but uh, for everything else. Right. Did you have any sleep problems before 
um, before COVID? Or did oh, they yes. just occur before while the situation yes, exploded? Yes. Okay. I was really struggling with having even four hours to sleep uh, consistently for at least six years. Because I really didn't understand how important it was for me to have a good relationship with my my schedule, my sleep schedule, and the screen time that I had. Also, the way I was eating wasn't ideal. And there were other things that really affected. There was a lot of stress in my life. Uh, so it was something, it is something that I've been struggling since uh, most of my adult life. Mm -hmm. And uh, doing this research has helped me take some control over that. In what ways? I think, Other than screen time, reducing your screen time. Well, yeah, that, that's another thing that I wanted to discuss is that there are, again, several factors. And one of the most important factors is also uh, the schedule that we have, as I said. A lot of people feel or a lot of people believe that the more hours of sleep you, sleep you have, the better. Uh, but that's not necessarily true. No, it differs depending yeah. on who you are. It's much more From important. person to person. Right. It's much more important to have a good amount of quality sleep that a large amount of bad sleep. We call it bad sleep or just like mediocre. Poor quality. Poor yeah. quality sleep. The average of sleep requirements for different ages, I mean, it varies. Definitely early on in your life, you need more sleep so your body can um, work on your growth and uh, be able to focus on the development of your, your brain and all that. But... Dep independently of what kind of situation you are, whether you're working a lot or you're just spending a lot of time at home, especially now with this situation, you should also be mindful of how many hours of sleep you're having. Uh, not necessarily how little, but how much, because uh, having 10 or 12 hours of sleep consistently will make you feel really really groggy and it's it's what just like not sleeping at all. like day day after day or are you just saying like a day full after 10 day. after well day. i think even you sleep in on the weekend sometimes and you're not used to sleeping that long of a period yes and you wake up feeling like you've you haven't gotten any sleep at all yeah so it doesn't take day after day, you know, consecutive days of sleeping, oversleeping rather. Yeah. But it could take one day where it just throws your whole schedule off because you're used to sleeping seven hours or eight hours, not a whole 10 hours. Or, you know, it's the same as sleeping only four hours a night. That's not enough. And that's not what you're used to. If you establish a regular schedule, yeah. then one of those outliers yeah. will really throw off your cycle. Well, there is a belief that a lot of people have where uh, they want to catch up. Let's say, for example, you have oh, a very difficult schedule of work in the week. So you only get 
six hours of sleep every night because mm-hmm. you have to work at night or something. And then what they do is in the weekends, they sleep 10 to 12 hours and they feel like, well, this is healthy. I, I am at least having the up. average amount of hours of yeah. sleep a week that a normal person should have. But this is actually very counterproductive to your sleep quality. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them will probably say that those weekends where they oversleep a little bit will feel great because they're actually breaking from the norm of having just six hours of sleep. They'll actually get some sort of recovery from it. But consistently having that extra sleep will throw your your circadian rhythm mm. Right. out of whack and it will definitely affect how your body rests how the muscles rests how the brain rests mm-hmm. uh, the the dreams that you have there's a lot of things that can be affected on that consist that's why i say it's consistent uh oversleep at least more than one day So without having to go into a sleep clinic, which most people can't, you know, don't have the opportunity to do to do that. How do you figure out what's the right amount of sleep for you? Well, firstly, there is a general table that you can you can consult on. There's a lot of websites, uh, resources that we've put on our post. But the consensus is that for Early on in your life, it should be in between 11 to 8 hours mm-hmm. of sleep. And when you start your young adult life, it should be between the 8 eight and 7 hours. And then older adults can have from 5 to 9 hours. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is, of course, a generalization. Right. So you should study your own sleep patterns right and yeah confirm what works for you right but it's kind of like a rule of thumb this mm-hmm. works for most people at least you can start there yeah i think the most important thing that you can do is to listen to your body and evaluate how you feel after a night's rest of 8 hours 8 good hours of sleep compared to six hours of good of good sleep and just see how you feel compare how you feel with less hours and more hours sometimes it's hard to do that whenever you don't get the quality of sleep it's hard to compare that to a restful five hours of sleep even yeah but listening to your body i think is key yeah it takes time though and patience yeah um i think that the most important thing that you can do to start that process of setting a healthy schedule is to set the time to go to bed and make it non-negotiable so if for you if you can go to bed like at 8 p.m Maybe that's a bit early for most people, but it will be a good time to start your process of figuring out what works for you. Most studies say that 
the ideal time for the brain to start um, winding down. Winding down. Mm -hmm. It's between 10 and 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. But whatever works for you, depending on your schedule, your responsibilities, mm -hmm. please adjust it and do what you can. But set that time and make it non-negotiable so that every day you know exactly when you're going to bed and let your brain kind of sink into that healthy schedule, knowing exactly when it's going to bed. Eventually, your brain is going to, uh, just like any other habit, start winding down automatically, regardless of what you're doing mm -hmm. at that point. So it's, it's kind of like programming your brain to get ready to go to sleep mm -hmm. at a certain time. And that will in turn help you have a better sleep. What have you noticed in your sleep patterns or in the um, time frames that you sleep? Like, do you sleep better with uh, more hours when you do get quality rest or less? Have you had, have you run into any surprises in your sleeping habits or schedule? Yeah, I was very surprised to realize that for the most part, even sl uh, small amounts of time of quality sleep, say like four hours of quality sleep, feel amazing. And it's difficult to get that quality sleep consistently, regardless of how much it is. I think it's extremely hard to get eight hours of quality sleep. It's more like chunks, right? Right. So don't don't build that expectation like I have to have eight hours of quality sleep. Because firstly, and I, I know that we should have discussed that in the beginning, there are several uh, stages of sleep. Uh, so when we actually go to bed, And we start going into that stage where we're kind of like falling asleep, but not yet. That is called NREM1, which is characterized by that kind of state of semi-consciousness. Mm -hmm. uh, then there's NREM2, which is when your body temperature starts going down and your brain activity starts uh, decreasing. Mm -hmm. NREM3... It's when your heart rate gets lower and your muscles starts to relax. And then finally is REM, which is when your eye movement starts getting really fast and the brain activity actually goes up. That's actually when you start dreaming. And it's a state that uh, doesn't last long. Most people just stay there for a few minutes and it usually happens at the end of the night. Mm -hmm. uh, usually when you wake up and then go to sleep again, like early, really early on in the morning. Uh, by the way, REM means rapid eye movement and NREM means non-rapid eye movement. It's kind of an interesting anagram. But uh, the core of it is that we don't have to have a long period of, let's say, the lower level of REM to have quality sleep. We just have to, or we usually just like navigate up and down in between REM one and three, our, our NREM one and NREM three. 
And in those times, your, uh, your body gets the opportunity to actually rest your muscles mm -hmm. and focus on rebuilding, on secreting the hormones that it needs in your brain so it can archive your memories mm, and yeah. uh, clean up your learned. brain. Right. Exactly. So many other processes that the brain takes care of. Yeah, I feel like I'm sometimes I wake up really early in the morning or like around five or six and I feel very well rested. And then yes. it's, you know, it's so early in the morning and I don't have to be at work or I don't have anything on my schedule until <laughs> yeah. later in the morning. So I'm like, why should I be up this early? Yeah. I want to, you know, I just to have nothing else to do but to go back to bed. Yeah. And then I wake up, you know, I am able to reach that level of of sleep. Yeah. Of REM sleep. But then I wake up feeling so exhausted, like I didn't get any hours of yeah. sleep. So I feel I it's hard for me to just realize like to push myself to stay awake yeah. even at those really early hours of dusk. But I think it's worth it to establish that routine and to remember how you feel in comparison to going back to bed and um, having more hours of sleep and then waking up feeling like trash. It's really difficult. Yeah. It's really difficult. The, the temptation of going back to bed is so powerful. It feels so warm and nice. And... Yeah. It's understandable for most people to just like, why, why do I have to be awake at 4.30 in the morning? Mm -hmm. Just this one day. It's not something I do consistently. It's like, oh, I just woke up. But you kind of feel nice, but yeah, you don't Especially you don't want when it. you're refreshed. Yeah. So I would encourage more, more people to, whenever you have that experience, when you wake up and it's really early in the morning... You're feeling good, but you could just go to bed because there's nothing else to do. Mm -hmm. Actually, just stay up. Go out. Like, just, feel the sun in your face. Smell the grass. Yeah, just do something that yeah. makes you feel like it's worth being up. Right. It's worth being alive. Just something that you can do on your own. Maybe yeah. you don't have time in the day to do this because you have... Other people calling for your attention or yeah. other priorities that you yeah. have to that you have to tend to, but um, just do something that maybe you would not usually let allow yourself to do. Yeah, yeah, and I wanna I wanna go back to the the advice of going out in the morning and feeling the sun. That will actually really help you wake up, and once you do it, trust me. It feels so amazing. It feels so amazing to see the sun come out and feel the the coolness, depending on where you live. Depending the, on what of time the morning. of year it is, yeah. Yeah. It's a great experience. At least try it once and uh, share your experiences with us. We'll love to hear from you. And Okay, so w one of the things that, that I want to discuss is what is quality of sleep? How do you get quality of sleep? Because it's really easy to say it, but just saying that, oh, just sleep more and sleep the right amount. 
uh, and don't expose yourself to screen. It's not necessarily all the components mm-hmm. that you need. Mm-hmm. When you want to have the best quality of sleep, it's really important to build a room that it's conducive to that. So one of the most important things that I've done to improve our quality of sleep, I think, has been to introduce the white noise. Oh, yeah. We found a really good white noise track on Apple Music that we just we just recycle every single night. Yeah. And it's proven to work. I yeah. mean... That's not to say that we've slept well every single night, but it definitely helps us get into the mood and prepare for bed and uh, at least, you know, get in that relaxation stage. Yeah. And it's it's not just like major changes. It's like small improvements that get us there. But they all come together. Right. And I think it really, I mean, a big thing is, what else is going on in your during your day? Yes. And how are you able to offload that before you go to bed is will really affect how you can fall asleep and manage to stay asleep. So if you're not able if you're not able to um, get rid of all of the, what's, you know, what's going on in the world or yeah in your schedule, then that's for sure going to affect your sleep. Yeah. I can't imagine how how tough it might be on healthcare workers. I'm sure they're exhausted right now, but also they're just I can't imagine how they can sleep so peacefully at night as yeah. if they don't have to wake up the next morning and deal with the same hectic schedule (sighs) well hopefully a lot of them just feel a lot of purpose and meaning in their work they're saving lives yeah they feel like oh i did a lot of great work today and they just right dose dose off yeah it's just it's non-stop but yeah there's you know this isn't gonna last forever and maybe they have they have a strong purpose as you said or they're figuring out some coping method that maybe we haven't discussed yet. Yeah, yeah. In general, you should be able to manage your stress. Or rather, you should try your best to manage your stress before going to bed. Uh, any uh, work, ideas, any anything in general that's still buzzing in your head, you should try to either put that into paper... Yeah, put it on or to paper. put it off in some way. Meditation mm. helps a lot. In general, I felt that having some sort of way to put that out of your mind. What I do personally is, if I have something, some idea uh, that I want to materialize the next day, I put it into a note so that I know that's gonna be addressed. The next day. I have a notebook by my by the side of my bed. Yeah, that works really, really well. That way you can just like offload all that. And that's one of the things that I struggled the most when I was younger. 
that I just had so many ideas in my mind and so many things that I was thinking on that my brain just couldn't go to rest. Even though I was laying down in the bed, I could close my eyes, but I, I was still just thinking, for example, things that I was working on, on a hundred things that I could improve on whatever I was working on. And I just, I can't turn it off. Mm -hmm. But if you put it on paper, that can, that can help a lot. Mm -hmm. And another thing that I think I didn't put in a post, but really helps me personally is when, you, when you're laying down, if you're struggling to doze off after 20 minutes, you're laying down and you're still just like rolling left and right. Uh, you can stand up, get out of bed, grab a book, try to read something because that way you can start getting your mind out of whatever it's stuck on. It's like being on a stuck yeah, change in your, in your car. Yeah, if it's ruminating, you need yeah, it's to, ruminating. right. You need to break that, I guess, that chain of thoughts. Yes. By maybe removing yourself from the setting too, like maybe yes. just going into the living room and chilling on the couch with a book. Without exposing yourself to much light or anything. Just so, a nightlight. Is, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Would suffice. That will That's usually get you again into a mood that can help your brain kind of right, dose that off re like more easily. relaxation yes. right right yeah it depends on what what you do during your day too like i i find being active physically active helps if i have a tough workout then i typically sleep a lot better that's true or mm. if i stretch and if i stretch and do some kind of meditation or yoga yeah. before bed that's just, that increases my likelihood of sleeping well. In general, having a, having a, a sleeping ritual or rather mm -hmm. a before sleep ritual mm -hmm. like that, it's really beneficial. It really helps your brain kind of get in, in the mood. It reminds your brain. It's like you're training a dog in a way. You kind of need or to give kid. it a, or you a kid. Yeah, you kind of train your inner child that pre-sleep routine. Yeah. It's time to sleep. You know, it's like like playing the music or singing the song or something. And the kid kind of knows like, oh, this is the time when I have to go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Kids need off. a routine and so do we. We're just bigger exactly. versions, versions of them. Why not train ourselves to establish that sleep ritual? We do it for our kids. We do it for our pets. Why can't we do that for ourselves? We we are completely capable of that. We just need to kind of, you know, put the nail to the hammer. I love that that equation you've made of we're just bigger version of kids. Yeah. That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are essentially. Yeah. We're just right. learning. We're constantly learning. We are just we're just in control of what we do. And it's yeah. harder because we don't have a bigger person yeah. standing over us, making sure that we do these things. It's all on us. Yeah. It's it's so interesting how arbitrary the definition of like, oh, you're, now you're an adult just because you reached a certain number or certain amount of time living yeah. in the earth. Yeah. Like that doesn't equate of like experiences that 
will guarantee you being a functional human being or a functional no. adult. But um, you know people exactly like you know people who are seventeen years old who have already grown up because life has pushed them into that. Yeah. Uh, into the that mindset yeah and then you know people who are triple that age who still haven't managed to get past their teenage years yeah i'm sure there's a lot of 70 somethings that still probably have the mentality of a like 14 year old which in some you know kid at heart yeah that's usually a compliment in the right in the right things right (laughs) yeah yeah Anyway, that was a tangent, but uh, going back to how to improve the quality of sleep, you should definitely make sure to control the temperature of your room. Mm. And I think that's something that I kind of overlooked for so many years uh, because it was very difficult to control the temperature on the room back in my old house. Yeah, in my hometown, it was so hot and I I did what I could to, you know, cool down, but it yeah. was never cool enough for me and we didn't, the AC never reached our room and we wanted the door closed, so it just, it never got cool in there. So mm. that really affected my sleep and my sister's sleep because we shared a room and then the light would just come in so early in the morning and we didn't have the proper curtains like we do at our in our current apartment um so that temperature and light those are really big factors i actually heard that there are really fancy mattresses that hopefully we can invest in in the future but you can actually control the temperature of your mattress and Ooh. it's divided into two, so your partner not may not like the temperature that you prefer. So you could have a sixty oh, degree. Oh, you could have different temperatures right. depending, like one exactly. corner and the other. Oh, exactly. that sounds very interesting. On top actually. of being able to adjust the um, angle of the bed, if what? you want to elevate your head, what have you? Yeah. Wow. You're able to do that, so that's a they, futuristic. Yeah, that's a. Mattress, if yeah. I've seen one. That's a goal in the future. Yeah, I think that um, if you have the, the, the means to get something like that, definitely get it. I, I think we've had a conversation about that before. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I value the most is my quality of sleep. So if I can invest in anything that can improve that, I would definitely do so. And yeah. getting a good mattress setting the room the the atmosphere has always been one of my my priorities but uh i think controlling your temperature is something that most people can do Mm -hmm. the ideal temperature according to most researchers is around 60 degrees is it like okay so it's like 18 60 to 67 degrees yeah yeah that's like 18 degrees Celsius for everyone else, else outside of the States. In, yeah. uh, I find it a bit cold, especially because I also My try dad calls to, it a meat locker. <laughs> a meat locker? Yeah. That's great. Uh, I, f- I find that sleeping in that temperature and also trying to sleep without, like with little clothes, because I, I think that it's more comfortable that way. Yeah, That's too. the ideal way to sleep. 
it's really hard. Like I have to put a lot of like layers on me and then it kind of defeats the purpose. But it could. I think it's much cozier that way. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you probably get used to it eventually. I'm just like really sensitive, sensitive to that. Yeah. You know? I would rather be cool, too cool and be able to oh, um, yeah. bundle up in the covers yeah. And then peel back the layers then to just be hot. Yeah. And peeling all the layers back and still being hot. Like that's yeah. that sounds like hell to me. Yeah. Well, recently you've been uh trying to get the coolness from my feet out of me. <laughs> yeah. Because that's the only way you've found to yeah. actually cool down. Poor circulation. Yeah. Poor circulation means cool feet and a Cooler for Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's great for me in, in, in summer, but it sucks in winter. It gets so cold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks for me too because I have to <laughs> come in contact with them. <laughs> <sighs> you love me, so you have to. <laughs> uh, one last thing that I want to uh, make sure to point out is that you have to control how much light there is in your room. I, I know that it might be like, fairly obvious to to keep your room dark but most people don't know exactly how dark they need to keep their room Mm -hmm. and it's really important to remove as much light as possible even just and i was very surprised uh from this even just the light that it's like embedded on the light switch in the walls Oh, you, you you know the, what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Even those lights can affect the quality of your sleep. The light seeping through the cracks yeah. of the other room, where you can you can faintly see the the night light glow. Yeah. Or yeah. or the, or the lights from like devices that you have in the room. Yeah. That's like the light that tells you that. It's on or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like it's charging. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In my previous apartment, I, what I did was just like I took black tape and I just like block mm-hmm. all of them because... Yeah, that's a good idea. It was just disturbing me so much. Yeah. yeah and after I did things. that, I, I was like sleeping so much better. Yeah. Also the noise level, like the reason why we have the white noise is because, because we live near a highway and that traffic, the highway noise really had a negative impact on yeah. falling asleep and yeah even if it, it doesn't bad. even if it doesn't wake you up yeah even if you you don't notice it it will affect the how you get to this different levels of sleep mm-hmm. it can disturb that and then you can uh, end up having a worse sleep yeah which is why sometimes like when we visited your parents they live in an area where it's like so quiet at it's night. It's very remote, yeah. And the neighbors oh are so far away. I had the best. Yeah. The best sleeps there. It was so good. Yeah. And uh, finally, one of the things that I think we've mentioned before, but it's really important to have a active schedule. So try to uh, work out and exercise regularly. That will be outdoors. Definitely uh, help your body get tired and get ready to go to sleep. Yeah. It doesn't have to be exhausting levels of right, uh, right. exercise, but just 
exerting some sort of some amount of um, energy energy mm-hmm. will will go a long way. And uh, finally, the the things that you consume before going to bed uh, are not just going to bed uh, throughout the day, like how much caffeine you consume, what kind of uh, foods you eat for dinner, mm-hmm. the least amount of uh, processed processed food and sugar. I'm yeah, yeah I'm trying to oils. cut that down. Right. Yes. Yeah, I think that's really important. Pay attention to what you're putting in your body yeah. because that will, no doubt, make a difference in how you feel overall, morning and night, sleep or you know, awake time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good thing to point out. I want to say that I understand that a lot of people right now are feeling like, well, this is a extraordinary circumstance. I've found myself now having to work on my house and probably they feel like, oh, I have to find a good place to uh, sit down with my computer and just like drill my hours. Or maybe you're just like super stressed with all the things that are happening right now. You maybe lost your job. Hopefully you didn't. And or maybe you've gotten sick. Uh, it's really important in moments like this to be consistent with your and after these moments. Like and this, after this, we're moment. establishing these yeah. routines, not just for you know times of crisis, but to actually follow them through. Yeah. yeah. And maintain them for our, our lifestyles. Yeah. For. When things are normal too. That's the key word, lifestyle. It should be something that regardless of what circumstances you're going through, you should be consistent and keep them and they will help you get out of those difficult moments Mm -hmm. to be sharp, to be in your best capacities, Mm -hmm. to feel your best and make the right decisions. So we really hope that this information uh, finds you well and you uh, take heed of our advices and hopefully your quality of sleep improve and help you deal with whatever you're struggling with right now. Yeah, because we, you know, we know how important it is to get that quality of sleep now and and always. So it's something that we want to work on and we're always open to what you've been working through on your own and maybe what you've taken from us and um, put into your own schedule. So let us know what you've been implementing and yeah. please share in our community. Please yeah. share with us. We're always eager and willing to know what works for you and we might try and take that into our own accounts and yeah. um also practice what you've been doing so we appreciate any feedback that we can get and hope that we can provide you a few good tips too so now you can actually join the forums and start discussions with other people Uh, you can let us questions in the questions section and we will address them and do our best to uh, help you in your issues or any kind of inquiries that you might have please also uh, check our latest post that we've had Uh, a few weeks ago we wrote about uh, Wendy wrote about ADD and ADHD and it was a great great post and I think that 
a lot of people can benefit from being more informed about it. And uh, if you really liked uh, what we talked about or you like what we are doing here, please share with your friends and family. We really appreciate that. And visit our website, universally.com, uh, Y-O-U, universally, with one L. And uh, yeah, we're really thankful that you, and you've sat with us and had this conversation with us. Yeah, and we really look forward to the next pod. Yeah, we might we have, talk about... We might have a special guest. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. I don't know what it's going to be about, but this, we're going to cover a lot and we're going to have yeah. a lot of laughs and a lot of wine while we yeah. do it. So stay tuned stay for, tuned that, for that, that to come in the next week. Yeah. And everyone, hope you take care. Um, take yeah. care of yourselves. Take care of your loved ones. Yeah. And thanks for tuning in. And don't tell my grandma. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't forget sure. that. Be sure. <laughs>